First Timothy this morning, First Timothy chapter two. First Timothy chapter two. We'll start reading in verse one. We'll read through verse four. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. I want us to focus on that last verse there and the last part of that verse where it says that God wants us to come to the knowledge of the truth. God wants everyone to be saved. And in order for someone to be saved, they must come to that knowledge of the truth. They need to understand what truth is. They need to understand what salvation is. And you know, there's a difference between knowing a correct answer to a question and understanding or having knowledge of the correct answer. And there are many people today who, if you ask them, how do you know for sure you're going to heaven? Many of them know the right answers that they're supposed to say. In fact, this can be a big problem sometimes for kids who grew up in church, who grew up in Christian homes. They know all the terminology. They know all the right things to say. They know all the right answers that they can verbalize real well. But as far as having an actual knowledge of it, and having a real understanding of it, many people don't have that. There's many people today who they can quote Romans 10.13. If I ask, how do you get saved? Well, Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They could quote that verse, but they don't really have a real knowledge of it. They don't understand it. John 3.16, probably the most well-known verse in all of the Bible. Many people can quote that verse, and they know that verse, yet if you ask them how to get to heaven, they still want to talk about doing good works. About earning their way to heaven. It's like, how can you read those verses and come to that conclusion. And many times too, people they'll even they'll even say the right things like, "Oh, it's by faith in Jesus Christ; it's not of works." But yet, it's very clear that they don't have a real understanding of it. And I think a good way to illustrate this too, how it is with a lot of people, um, maybe in math. Okay, and I don't know I don't know if we had any math experts in here or anybody that actually enjoyed math when they were in school. Okay, if you are one of those people. Um, I do not have that in common with you, okay? I hated math in school. And my goal when I was in school and I would take my and I was, you know, doing math was just to get good enough so I could pass the test and move on. I didn't care if I understood it or not. And I remember in algebra, for example, you know, I I didn't get that stuff. I didn't understand it. But at the same time, I a lot of times I knew how to find the answers to it. But I just I didn't really get it. I didn't really understand it. And if, if and I think you probably know what I'm talking about there. There's a difference between maybe knowing the right answer and actually understanding it. You know, for example, if I wanted to show off, I probably should have done this. You know, I should have asked you all. You know, what's the square root of you know 1,235? You know, and I, if I would have been smart, I would have found out on my calculator before. I know how to find the answer on a calculator, but understanding it, getting it. It's not all there. I used to know how to find square roots to any number, but I've forgotten how to do that. <laughs> but I could probably be refreshed. But you all see what I'm saying? Sometimes we can know the right answer. You know, we know how to get the right answer on our calculator. 
Sometimes we might even know where the right verses are in the Bible that we're supposed to go to, but the truth is many people do not really understand a lot of things about salvation or about anything in the Bible. And God wants us to come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants us to know it. He wants us to understand it. That's His goal. That's His desire. And so, you know, what do we have to do? What are things that can get people there? Because maybe too, you know, you can be witnessing to somebody and you're trying to tell them and it's like they just don't seem to get it and you get down on yourself, you know, am I doing a bad job presenting this to people? You know, I mean, where am I going wrong? Am I confusing people? What's going on? And the truth is, you can get them to where they know all the right answers but yet don't yet completely understand it. And I want to show some examples in the Bible that can help us maybe understand the minds of people a little bit and where they're at and maybe where they need to get to before they can come to the knowledge of the truth. And first of all, one of the ways that we learn things and the ways that we understand things. Okay, For example, when you were growing up, there was probably all kinds of things that your parents told you you shouldn't do. Things that they warned you about said you shouldn't do that. Maybe it, maybe it was drinking or maybe it was doing drugs. And You know, as a young kid, you see people doing it on TV. You see everybody having a good time. And you hear all your friends talking about it at school. And you're thinking, what's the big deal? You know you shouldn't do it. If, if the preacher was to come to you and say, hey, should you be drinking alcohol? No, sir. You know the right answer. But as far as why should you not be doing that? Well... You don't really have an answer for that. You don't understand that. And then people, they end up you know, getting tempted and end up going after those things because they knew the right answers, but they didn't really have a clear knowledge of it. And then, after they experienced some things, you know, over time, you learn. Some people learn the hard way. Some people learn an easier way. But we learn things through experience. Many people, when you talk to them, about religion or anything, they all want to talk to you about their experience, don't they? And me and Daniel, we were talking about it yesterday when we were out door knocking and we went up to a house and man, just immediately we were greeted with profanity and were called all kinds of names and accused of all kinds of things. And it's like, you know, and I, I told him, I said, you obviously don't know me. <laughs> and, but the truth is, there obviously has been something in the past that something that he's experienced that has warped his thinking towards all religion and religious people. There's something that he's experienced that's made him think the way he thinks. And you know, I, I told Daniel, I said, you know, you can't take that stuff personal. He doesn't know us. I mean, he was on our case before we even said our church that we were from. So you know, you can't you know you can't take it personal. He's obviously had some bad experiences. And I want you to turn over to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, I think you all know the story of the prodigal son. And the prodigal son, of course, he went and wasted everything that he had. He wasted his father's inheritance. He went he spent all that he had and he ended up working in a hog pen. He's working in a hog pen eating with the pigs. And notice what it says in verse 17. It says, "...and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. Notice how finally, it took a long time. It took him eating with the pigs for him to finally realize what I did was very foolish. What I did has gotten me in a big mess. I left my father's house. I've wasted everything I had. You know, his father knew he was going to be in trouble before he even got in trouble. 
His father, I mean, I'm sure, you know, warned him, told him, don't do this. But he went and he did it anyway, not thinking it was a problem, thinking everything was going to be okay. Even after he spent everything he had, he still didn't even realize what he was doing wrong. While he is working with the pigs, and you can assume that it was a Jewish boy working with pigs, they didn't do that. You would think while he was there working with the pigs, that he would have been like, you know, what I did was really foolish. I should go back home to my father. But he didn't. And it wasn't until he had to satisfy his hunger by eating the food that the pigs ate that all of a sudden it just finally clicked. He came to the knowledge of the truth. And when he did, he went back home, didn't he? I mean, he's like, my servants have it better in my father's house than I do here. I'm going to go back and my father will at least let me be one of his servants. He came to the knowledge of the truth. He realized what he had done. He realized that he was wrong. You and I would look at him and say, you know, he should have figured that out a long time ago, but you know what? He didn't. And there's many people today that were like, why don't they understand? Why don't they get the Bible? You know, and the truth is, we don't, you know, we're all different. We've all experienced different things. We all learn at different paces. But the truth is, you know, sometimes it takes people a long time before they finally get it. And people learn through their experiences. And sometimes people, if they have bad experiences, you know, it, it warps their thinking. That's why we want to make sure that we are, you know, that we're on our guard, that we're, you know, we want to be friendly. You know, you might be having a bad day sometime at work, but you know what? What you do, it might affect what other people think about Christians if they know you're a Christian. If you, and if you go and you have a bad attitude, if you have a bad testimony, they will think all Christians must be like that. Maybe that fellow we talked to yesterday, maybe he went to a church that, was terrible. And so in his mind, they're all terrible. He's never been here before. He has no idea what we teach here. He has no idea what goes on. But yet, a bad experience has made him think something completely different. And we can only hope and pray that over time, people will finally, just through experience, will come to that knowledge of the truth. Sometimes it takes that. Sometimes it takes their own experience. Sometimes we can do it through other people's experience. Go to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7 says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the Word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Notice how it says, to watch others, and it says, follow their faith, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. We, you know, it's a very wise thing to do to, you know, look at others who maybe, uh, for example, if you're a newer married couple, okay, and you're having marriage problems, don't go talk to the person who has only been married, you know, a couple of years, or somebody who has been married 14 times. Go to somebody that's maybe been married for 40 or 50 years. Go talk to some widow woman who stayed faithful to her husband until he died or a widower who stayed faithful to his wife until she died. Go talk to people like that. People who made it until the end. If you're if you're struggling with your faith, don't go talk to somebody and get your advice from somebody who maybe just found their faith, who's just gotten started. Go talk to somebody who's you know been saved for years and years. And that's stayed faithful, and that they because I guarantee you talk to them. They've had the times in their life where they were struggling and where they they doubted in their faith, and they made some mistakes. And you know, I was always taught, 
it's a whole lot better to learn from other people's mistakes. I mean, I'd rather do that than make my own. I mean, I'm the kind of person, you know, especially when it comes to money, okay? I, I, I don't have enough money to waste a whole lot of money. And therefore, you know, if it's, comes to, if it's going to be about buying something or, or investing in something, I want to talk to somebody else. You know, you experiment with your money first. Hey, if that works for you, then I'll try it. You know, and that way if it fails, and oh man, I'm glad I didn't get in on that. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't try that. But you know, you want to, you want to follow people's faith considering the end of their conversation. Someone who's gone the distance. And we can learn from other people's experience. We might not fully understand everything, but I'm telling. But right there, and this is another subject that throughout the Bible, we're taught to do that type of thing. You know, in a multitude of counselors, their safety. I mean, we are told throughout the Bible to follow others' counsel. That is wisdom, right there. Okay, if you want to be a wise person, you will do that. You will follow people's advice. You will seek counsel on things, and the reason for that is doing that. You can learn things through other people's experience. And you can avoid a lot of great mistakes. I said, I, I don't like paying for my mistakes. And I, don't want, and I would rather just learn from somebody else who paid for their mistake. That way I don't have to pay that price. And I tell you, if, if the, this younger generation would get a hold of that, well, they could avoid a lot of problems. You know, if kids would learn, you know, these parents that are telling you not to do some of these things, they're not just telling you this because they love to hear themselves talk. They're telling you this because they don't want you to make the same mistakes because they had to pay for their mistakes. And they get it. Okay? You know, the parents, you know, if they've, if they've had problems with drugs and alcohol or anything before, they get it. They know why you shouldn't do it. They fully understand it. But maybe a young person, they're not there yet. And boy, if you just trust them, that would be a very wise thing to do. But people, they learn through experience. Learn through your experience. Learn, they learn through other people's experience. Wise people learn from other people's experience. But also, another way that people learn and come to the knowledge of truth is, is simply through instruction. In Titus chapter 1, verse 9, you don't have to turn there, but it says, "...holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers." That knowledge of the truth. Somebody's got to teach them. We've got to understand that. You know, people have got this idea and this attitude that we don't need to tell others about Christ anymore, that we just need to keep our religion to ourselves. If we just keep it to ourselves, how is anyone else supposed to learn? We're supposed to teach it to other people. And we're supposed to teach them to get them to the point where they can teach somebody else. We see that in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. Another great passage. The things which thou hast learned among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others. Also, that teaching is so important that we try to teach people what the Bible says. Show them what the Scripture says. I mean, share that Scripture. And you can know the Scripture and still not have the knowledge of the truth, but you're not going to come to the knowledge of the truth without knowing the Scripture. So we need to make sure that we at least do that part Teach people the Scripture as much as we possibly can because they're not going to come to the knowledge of the truth without the Word of God. And so we've got to, that's one thing that we can do. But teaching. And then also in Titus chapter 1, in verse 3, it says, But hath in due times manifested His Word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. 
Preaching is another way people learn. You know what? I mean, what is preaching? It's just it's proclaiming. I mean, it's just like what I'm doing here, just getting up and running my mouth about a subject. You know, sometimes that's what gets things across to people. You know, giving examples. You know, sometimes we need something yelled into us a little bit, don't we? I mean, sometimes we need a little extra to get our attention. And sometimes, I mean, there's been many things that I've read in the Bible that I didn't totally understand. And some guy got up in a pulpit and he started yelling and hollering about it. And I don't know, it just it clicked. It just clicked through preaching. God uses that all the time, and that's why you know we we need to preach the gospel. That's why you want to you know get them into the house of God if you can. That's why we're you know preaching on the radio and putting sermons on the internet. No, wherever the more preaching people hear, the more likely they are to come to the knowledge of the truth. And you might remember there was that Ethiopian eunuch in the book of Acts who was reading the Word of God. And he was reading from Isaiah and he was reading a prophetic Scripture about Christ. And you remember what it says there? Philip came to him and he said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I? Except some man teach me. And you know what? The Bible says, Philip began to preach to him Jesus. He started preaching. He started preaching Jesus. I don't know how he did it. I don't know if he preaches like I do. I don't know if he said, hey, take that Bible and go to the book of Isaiah and chapter 2 or whatever, you know, one of the prophetic verses and just started preaching and started ranting and raving. And I don't know how he did it. He might have been calm about it. But either way, he was preaching. And you know what? That eunuch got it. And all of a sudden, you know, we don't know what all Philip preached, but he talked about baptism in there. Because you'll remember in that story, they came by. He's preaching them while the chariot's riding. And all of a sudden, they come and they see some water. Hey, here's some water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. He said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And straightway they went down and he was baptized. How did that Ethiopian eunuch get it? He didn't, he didn't get it just from reading the Scripture. He got it from the preaching. Philip, when he preached the Word of God, it finally clicked. And maybe you've been there before where there was something you didn't understand. And you've, you've studied it and you've studied it and you've read it. Maybe somebody's even tried to teach it, but maybe it was the preaching that finally got it through to you. And I know that's been me many times in my life. You know, even just reading. Just reading something. That's why we want to pass out those gospel tracts. That's why we want to, you know, give out Bibles to whoever we can. Some people, I know this generation doesn't learn a whole lot with reading. They got to see everything on a fan, you know, big high definition screen and all that. But you know what? There's a lot of people that they get a lot from reading. You know, Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. We see that from a child he knew the holy scriptures, and that reading. Reading the Bible. Reading the Word of God. If you can get somebody reading something to where they actually pay attention to it. Okay, we've all been there where you've read through something and you got done you didn't even know what you read. Anybody ever done that before in your Bible reading maybe? Yeah. I've been there before. But boy, if you can just... But when you're actually paying attention to what you're reading and in our... Boy, I mean, I'm as attention deficit disorder as anybody else. I mean, I, I struggle focusing on stuff. But let me tell you, that's what makes it click for some people. When they read it, they see it there in black and white. 
on paper. So we're all different. We all think different. But that's why we want to get that literature out to people. Hand out those Gospel tracts. That might be the thing that finally makes it click. So it's one thing to know all the right answers. And I have, I've talked to many people before that they, did, they knew a lot of the answers. They even knew a lot of the Bible verses. But when you talked to them, it was clear they had no clue what salvation was all about. They had no clue if they were saved or if they weren't saved. And what it's going to take to get somebody to that point, it's different for everybody, but these are the things that we see that are used. But then here's another thing too. And this, is, this isn't a popular thing, but this is another great way to learn. If you don't understand something, if there's just something that you just don't seem to get, one way that there are many things I believe are only learned through obedience. You learn through obedience. You, sometimes we just have to have faith and trust God. You know, before you get saved, you know, nobody before they get saved knows everything about salvation. And even after you get saved, you don't automatically know everything about salvation. I learn more and more about salvation all the time, and I hope you, and I hope you do too. But at the same time, for someone to experience being saved, well, they have to actually get saved, don't they? And that means they're going to have to call on the name of the Lord. That means they're going to have to believe in their heart. That Christ died and rose again. They're going to have to believe those things. And you know what? For a lot of people, it's hard because the plan of salvation is so simple. It is such a simple plan. I mean, we talked about, I think it was on the radio program last week or the week before, I talked about that. That it is, it's such a simple plan, it, it kind of throws people sometimes. Well, I just, I just have to ask. You know, if we told people you had to walk across broken glass barefooted for a mile, okay, I can do that. That makes sense. Hey, Jesus shed His blood on the cross for you, so all you have to do is, is shed some blood. You know, we we got you know we'll cut your wrist and just you know you're not a lot. You know, we'll, not enough to kill you. Okay, that makes sense. Some people would do that, but then if you tell them, no, salvation is by putting your faith and trust in the work of Jesus Christ that He did for you by just asking. But I, I don't get that. I just I don't understand that. But I'm telling you, if they would obey it, I believe eventually they would understand it. You got to you got to get saved to understand a lot of things about salvation. There are some things that the Bible says are spiritually discerned, and if you are spiritually dead in your trespasses and sins, like we all were before we got saved, there's some stuff you're just not going to get. You're just going to have to obey God, and. A lot of people don't want to do that. They, they, they just, they can't do that. But you're going to, to just at some point have faith and trust God. There's going to have to come a point in your life when you prove to God that you're going to obey no matter what, just by faith, and then His Holy Spirit will give you understanding. Go to Proverbs chapter nine, and verse ten. Proverbs chapter nine, and verse ten. You see. And this isn't with this here. I'm not talking about salvation, but you know, even a lot of things after salvation. For example, you know, just holy living, you know, living living a sanctified life. There's a lot of things that people just don't like. Things that we preach about, sins that we preach against, that people just don't really like. I don't want to obey that. I don't want to have to do that. And they'll use the excuse, I don't understand it. Well, if I was to obey that verse in the Bible that I don't understand, I'd be being a hypocrite. No, you'd be being obedient if you obeyed it. 
And look, because look at what Proverbs chapter nine verse ten says. It says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding." Okay, now notice how it says the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Now, I understand that you and I, we are not holy in the sense that we are without sin. But Jesus did command, He said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And when we are obedient in a certain area, we see we can see there's examples of this in the Bible, we're not going to go into them. We are being holy. We are being righteous in that area. You're supposed to Go to church as a saved person. You should be in the house of God. You should be in church. Right now, what you are doing is a righteous act. What you are doing is righteous. Does that mean you're without sin? No, but what you're doing is righteous. What you're doing right now is holy. Okay? And notice how it says the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Okay? You know who understands the commands of God? It's those who are already being obedient to them. And many people who just don't want to submit themselves to the Word of God and submit themselves to the Scripture, they don't. They think, i got to understand it first. Well, when I figure it all out, when I understand it, then I'll obey it. Well, if that's the case, you will never obey it. And you know, I'm just going to be honest with you, there are some things in the Bible that I obey that I still don't completely understand. And I hope one of these days, God will help me to understand it, that the Holy Spirit will reveal it to me, but in the meantime, I'm just going to keep obeying it because that's what the Bible says to do. And many people, they will use the fact that they don't understand something as an excuse not to be obedient. And there are some things that we are never going to know that we're never fully going to understand until we are obedient. And then, maybe somewhere along the line, you'll figure it out. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. But you need to... In the meantime, you just got to prove it. You know, just say this is a life commitment. Don't just say, "Well, I'll try it for a week, and if the Lord helps me to understand it, then I'll do it for the rest of my life." No, that's not what you got. You got to decide you're going to do it for the rest of your life, just because God said to, and then maybe He'll reveal it to you. But He might not either. And we just got to turn. I'm going to be obedient no matter what. See, we can't fully for another thing. We can't fully understand the pain of sins that we have not committed. Okay, We can understand what it would be like, but we can't fully comprehend it. Okay? If you've never murdered somebody, you don't know what it's like to be a murderer. You don't know how that feels. You can imagine. You can think about what it would feel like, but you can't fully understand it. And the same thing goes for those who have never been obedient to God in a certain area they're not going to understand why either. They're not going to understand what it's like. If you, uh, you know, if you decide that you're going, you know, you're going to do right and you're going to live a, a clean, pure life and you succeed in that, you'll have greater understanding than someone who's never done it. You see what I'm trying to say? There are some things you have to just be obedient first and then you'll have understanding. And many people, they just don't want to do that. And you know, the truth is, anytime you try to prove God's Word wrong, you're going to be proved wrong every time. Look at what Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 1 says. It says, The words of Agur, the son of Jacob, I don't know how to say it, even the prophecy the man spoken to Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and Ucal, surely I am more brutish than any man. That word brutish basically just means like stupid, stubborn, foolish. It means I'm just, surely I'm more foolish than any man. 
and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learn wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. Who hath descended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind into his fist? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If thou canst tell, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee and thou be found a liar. Boy, when you try to go against God, when you try to prove the Word of God wrong, you're going to be proven wrong every time and you're going to be found a liar. And there are people today that don't understand some of the things that God has commanded us to do in the Scriptures. And they have decided, maybe churches, maybe religions, that you know what? We don't need to follow that command. That doesn't matter. You know Why? Because we don't understand it. We don't get it. And you know what? In the end, those people are always going to be proven wrong. It's always going to be clear in the end that they were dead wrong. They will be proven to be a liar. And that goes for everyone in every case. And that's why we just might as well be obedient to what the Scripture says whether we understand it or not. Well, I I think this will work better. Well, go ahead and try that. But you are going to be proven to be wrong in in the end. The Word of God is always true. The Word of every Word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them to put their trust in Him. He'll protect you. I mean, don't add to His Word. He'll reprove you. In other words, He'll prove you wrong. And you will be found a liar. How many, how many you know, had those moments where somebody just proved you dead wrong? And it was that obvious? And you just... Well, that's no fun, is it? But that's what happens to anyone who is disobedient to the Word of God. And so whether you understand it or not, sometimes you just you better you ought to just obey it. And if you do, eventually, God just may give you understanding in that area. We can't fully understand the joy of holiness if we've transgressed in certain areas. You can imagine what it would be like, but you're not going to be able to fully comprehend it. And unfortunately... Many people, it's like they, they want to try different sins. And I'm telling you, you know, this morning on the radio, I talked about the liberty that we have in Christ. And I thank God for the liberty that He's given me. I'm thankful that I grew up in a home that many would probably say I was under bondage because of all the rules that were in my house. Oh, man. I remember I talked to the people, what? You're not allowed to do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. What is going on in your house? Man, you know, it sounds like a prison. Well, maybe. But you know what? I got to grow up and become an adult and not be in bondage to the things that many of them were in bondage to. And the lust of the flesh and just the drugs and the alcohol and those things. I didn't have that problem. God gave me liberty from it. Why? Because, you know, I was I was obedient to my parents. I'm not bragging on myself. I mean, I was born into the, I was born in that family. That's just the grace of God. And I thank God for that. And you know what? There are many people they can't imagine what it would be like to not have to deal with some of those things. Not to have those temptations. You know, not to have those temptations. And I'm telling you, uh, you can imagine, but you can't fully understand it. And there are some things that you will not ever fully understand until you're just obedient. And people who are never obedient to the command to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they'll never understand what it's like to be saved. They'll, they'll never understand it. You have to... Be obedient to it first. You have to get saved first. And many people's problems is not that they have not come to the knowledge, but it's that they've rejected knowledge. 
Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Say, hear it. Alright? It doesn't mean just audibly hear it, but hear it and listen to it. Follow it. And many people today, they have, they do know what the truth is, but they've rejected it. The Bible says in John 1 that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They didn't want to come to the light. The light would reprove their works. They would, and they didn't want that to happen. And many people today, unfortunately, they've rejected knowledge. And some people, they can get to where they're so wicked that that their wickedness it literally blinds them to the truth, where they can't see it. Second Timothy chapter three says this: Know that in the last days perilous times shall come. And that for men should be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and it names all these sins. And then in verse 7 it says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's why many people, the reason they just can't figure it out is they've just they've got so much wickedness in their life. Wickedness, it will blind you to the truth. That's why... You just, boy, that's why you want to run from sin. It's deceptive. It's tricky. And some people literally, you can show them the Scripture black and white. We can beat them over the head with it. I mean, Jesus Christ Himself, He was on earth and He told he told those Pharisees, He told them, but those people were so wicked, they didn't get it even though Jesus Himself was telling it to them. Why? Because they were blinded to the truth because of the wickedness that was in their life. And I tell you, we need to, uh, you know, we need to pray for those, you know, that we love, you know, to come to the knowledge of the truth. We need to pray that God will help us to come to the knowledge of the truth in other areas in the Bible. And we see how we see through the Bible how we can get to that point and how we can help others get to that point. But at some so when it comes to other people, we can't make anybody do anything. I've tried to make my kids learn, you know, math. I've tried yelling it at them to see if that'll help. You know, that usually doesn't work real good. I usually just Brings about tears, you know, and but you know sometimes to everybody's different. But once again, we need to understand it's not just knowing the right answers; it's coming to that knowledge and getting to that point. And we need to pray that the Lord will help us to be the one, maybe, to help somebody come to that knowledge of the truth. Sometimes it's just the littlest thing that just causes that light bulb to come on, and we need to just ask God. To use, you know, fill us with His Holy Spirit so we can be that one to make that difference. So, with that, let's all stand together.